Play. Your views, your news, your limerick today with Joe Nash on Right, it is time to chat to our panel now, and our own Maeve is here. Trevor is uh, with us, Amory as well, and uh, Maeve um, as our intern and doing a fantastic job. Even if you do say so yourself, even if I say so. <laughs> um, I get to the fact that you're a clear person in a moment. Oh no! But <laughs> you obviously would have clearer mem- memories of doing your leaving cert than I would, for example. I I did, yeah, I did my leaving cert during COVID times, so. Did it you? Was- 2021 um it was the year where we got a choice whether we wanted to sit the exams or take predicted grades but no matter if we decide to sit the exams or not we'd get the better results we did so if we did better um with predicted grades we'd get that result instead so yeah i was actually did you do both then um i think i sat five exams except maths because i was absolutely dreadful at maths and geography it was um yeah though it was nice to know I had a kind of choice going in. I know they're kind of more back to the traditional mm. Leaving Cert now. Mm. So even listening to you talking about the Leaving Cert this morning, I was getting flashbacks <laughs> to the exams. Um, and, you know, everyone's uh, seems to always have the Leaving Cert nightmares still, no matter what age you are. Yeah. Um, Do you think you were treated fairly that the COVID years? Um, I think my year was treated fairly. I'm not too sure how the year before would feel though, 2020, because they didn't have a choice about the exams. They were all given predicted grades, but like I'm happy the way that um, my leaving cert turned out and the adjustments they made for us. Mm. Matt, as you say, if it's not your favourite subject, the fact that you could get the predicted grade, yeah. you, that was a bonus for you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was very happy with that. I once I learned that we didn't have to sit exams, mm. I immediately crossed off maths, like, not a chance. Yeah. No. Is it still the same, Maeve, that um, you have to pass maths to pass the leaving cert or is that gone? Um, you know, I never actually looked it up, but it's the thing everyone says that yeah, you have yeah. to pass maths. I don't know if that's a myth or if it's true, but... It used to be. I don't know if it's still... Um, it might still be because yeah. everyone I know who's doing the leaving cert now, they're probably most anxious about passing maths of all the other subjects. But, but I mean, you guys are, you know, you and the year before, as you say, you made history really, didn't you? Because all the rest of us had a more traditional experience before or yeah. after you. It was very strange. I missed out like on a big chunk of fifth and sixth year and um, we didn't have a proper graduation or anything. Um, and they made a whole load of changes to the exams. But, uh, yeah, I, I was happy with the way they changed it in 2021. Mm. Now, obviously, leaving and junior starts are in there doing the exams as we speak. But if you had a bit of advice for their parents, Maeve, what would it be? <laughs> Don't stress them out because you're just going to make them more stressed. I feel like a lot of parents are more stressed than actual students sitting in the exams. And if you're acting all panicky before they're going in, that's just going to make their nerves worse. So, so no running through the kitchen. Yeah. Going, ah! You can stress out after they leave the yes, house. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Great days, Trev, you're leaving. Great days. Great days. Um, <laughs> just uh, uh, to 
uh, compare myself to me if that's uh, so I did my leaving search 28 years before you did so I'll just get my walker now and <laughs> <laughs> show it off to the sunset uh, thanks, thanks man um, yeah uh, I did my leaving 1993 and uh, then I decided I enjoyed it so much I'd do it in 1994 as oh, well you yes, yes I did I think 11 or 12 of us repeated so wow. yeah what yeah. was that like doing it that second time round it just felt strange going up the second time going god I've already been through this already so um yeah um I suppose there was strength in numbers and, and I yeah. suppose we knew a lot of people in the year below us as well. And, so and what was the big lesson you felt you learned from the first time around doing it the second time? Um, I, I think I only improved in terms of honours by one. So. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe, don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> Turn off, turn off. We won't be podcasting this. Week. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I I went and I did a PLC course after 1994 in in Kalash in 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 Dublin. Oh yeah, in, yeah, I remember uh, in those days, yeah, City and Gills yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah, so I did that, and um, yeah, look at me now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and <laughs> this, is this is not the segment. This is not the segment for advice. This is not the segment for advice. Don't repeat. <laughs> that option is just there for some people, and yes, you've just crushed them. Uh, well, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I thought I had a great time. Uh, yes, yes. And I suppose, listen, I, I'm not going to repeat the story I tell every year, so I'll just keep my mouth shut. Ah, go on. I can't even remember. Ah, go on. You can't do that. It's a bore. It's just that the. the the only thing that I will just remind people, because you never know, and a bit like your situation on predicted grades, every year there is one exam where there's a flaw, you know, there's a question that's wrong or, or whatever. In my case, it was biology. I had been told to give up uh, biology well before the leaving cert. Do not do honours under any circumstances. Went in. There was a moment of epiphany where I went, I can answer this question. That's the question that had the flaw in it. And those who knew what they were doing in the biology didn't bother with it. And they moved on. But anyone who attempted it got full marks. Oh, so I got an honour in honours biology because I tried the question that no one could answer because it was a question that didn't make any sense. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what about you? <laughs> That's excellent. This is brilliant. <laughs> what about me? Um, it's all a bit of a blur, really. But I do remember the first day. I do remember the build up to it. Um, I do remember having a kind of a meltdown a few weeks before it. Um, and I remember my dad sitting me down and saying, right, common sense here just do your best. We have no pr- pressure or expectations on you. We just want you to do your best. So just do your best. Um, and it was the best thing that ever happened to me because then I relaxed a little. And that was good. Yeah, and I remember others... Well done, your dad. Yeah, and I remember others around me didn't seem to be getting that from the parents. Now, mm-hmm. he probably recognised that I was having a meltdown and that was what was needed at the time, whereas others in hindsight now, probably needed a good kick up in the tail end because they weren't too bothered about it. Um, so, uh, uh, but my message is always the same to people. There is life after the leaving cert. Yeah. And there are massive opportunities out there for all walks of life, all careers, other than having to get points and having to get into college, which was I don't think even that was the way it was for me. No, at you, the time. you're right. It wasn't it, it points has definitely in improved. It's, definitely, it, yeah. it's changed. It went through a whole phase of that, and now we're back to a lot of other options. Whereas yeah. in my day, we didn't have the options. If you went to college, great. If you didn't, you did a trade or something like that. That was the way it was, you know. So it's mm. not the end. Right, uh, Trevor, I want to talk to you a bit about uh, the well-known social commentator, Patrick Harrington. Yes, um, who up to yesterday was really known as a golfer. Yes, um, and this is because there has been this unbelievable twist 
in the whole involvement of Saudi Arabia in golf. They, with Greg Norman, went off and tried to set up a competitor to the main tours called Live Golf. Mm-hmm. And they gave Phil Mickelson, was it 800 million US dollars just to come across. Of course, he desperately needed 800 million, didn't he? He was down to his last whatever. Yes, go on. <laughs> his last billion. Uh, and, and then lots of other, Ian Poulter, well-known mm-hmm. golfers, came, came across as well. And then it got very nasty. And Rory McIlroy was left pushing the other tour and being very much out front as the man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can't really deal with the Saudi Arabians. We can't take their money. And then yesterday, out of nowhere, it was announced they've all merged and the Saudi Arabian money is going in to this new merged tour. And they're going to fund it. Uh, even though it's a merger between three tours, it's it's the public investment fund of Saudi Arabia who will be funding this em- enterprise. And a penny for um, Rory McIlroy's thoughts, and he'll be asked today because he's doing um, he's in the Canadian Open field and he won't be asked anything about the Canadian Open. He will just be asked exclusively about his reaction to this because he hasn't reacted yet, whereas Pardig Harrington put out some uh, tweets yesterday. Uh, yes, he did. Pardig engaged um, on this issue. And, uh, I mean, they're describing it in the Irish Independent as God's brutal civil war and this, you know, merger that's happened. Um, and Patrick Harrington said on Twitter that while there were elements of sports washing, as it's called, at play by accepting the mega deal from a country, Saudi Arabia, with human rights issues, Ireland was, according to Patrick, locking up unmarried mothers as late as 1996. 96. Yeah, he's kind of going down the Phil Mickelson route. Dramatic, I don't know where it? he's gone it, with it this. Was. I think his point being, you know, if we want to get into moral equivalence, then, you know, we're not perfect um, um, in, in Ireland as well. Well, fair enough. But, like, there may be politicians out there who would like to order my execution. Um, but in Ireland, you can't do that, um, thankfully for me. Um, you know, we live in a democracy and all that. Saudi Arabia, it, we're dealing with a different type yes. of state, yes. aren't we? And he, he would be aware of that. He's not. He's an intelligent no. man. Yeah, he, he knows is. what he's talking about. Yeah. So... Um, but it looks like it's going to happen, and poor old Rory's been thrown completely under the bus. Yes, uh, Tiger Woods was offered seven hundred million, said no. Uh, Rory McIlroy was offered four hundred million, said no. Um, and now they merged. He has been the public face of opposition to this tour for the last two years, often to the detriment of his own game. And now, sorry, it's it's okay now. And the players weren't consulted. That was in the statement yeah. yesterday. This it was, was, just, all it was announced. Apparently, yeah. some of the most famous golfers in the world were saying, Jeepers, I've just seen this on Twitter. Yes. I'm now going to be part of a new tour. Yes, and there's no mention of Greg Norman uh, as part yeah. of any role of this as well. And this was what... Rory so was Mac- he cut out of it, you think, well, to live? We don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah. It's going to be very interesting now. Very interesting. Uh, and one other quick point. Um, London Irish, which is often seen as the fifth Irish rugby club, isn't it? The After Exiles, the four problems, they're known, yes. The Exiles, very famous um, uh, club indeed. Our own Lyndon Ean mm-hmm. captained them for a period when he lived in London. But unfortunately for them, they've their professional club has gone out of business. Or gone from the Premiership. Gone so from the Premiership. They're still there, but not allowed to play in the... In the, in the top flight, and they're the third top flight team to go down this road. And, I mean... You think with England and whatever model they have of funding, uh, it seems to me that the clubs are basically left to have their own benefactors. And if you have a very successful benefactor like Bath or Saracens or something, then you're okay. If you're not, then you're in deep trouble. And maybe is the fan base not there? Obviously, the money isn't there, the, the, the wages. I wouldn't have thought the wages were astronomical or maybe on a par with what was people being offered in France or whatever. But the, the three clubs have gone to the wall in England. 
Right, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's a very difficult situation. Anyway, on the live thing, we'll talk to Gary Howie, who's the golf pro at Castle Troy Golf Club in the next hour. After the break, we'll get some of your recommendations, the three of you, for the small screen. Me and Maeve has been watching Love Island on Virgin Media. It's back, everybody! Yeah, it was a good kiss, you know? Obviously, my first kiss in there, so nice to obviously get off the mark. I was flicking and I happened to see that moment and oh, yeah. um, like she kind of ate his ear really didn't she it was, yeah it was <laughs> extremely cringeable I had to it was, look yeah. away for a moment someone walked into the room and I was watching like what's going on here yeah. Um, yeah but anyways Love Island is back after what feels about like two weeks since the winter Love Island but in Mallorca again with Maya Jama presenting and um, Irish representation. Irish representation, which is great to see. Um, there's Catherine from Dublin, and she's a commercial real estate agent. And at the very start of the first episode, they were told instead of the kind of traditional thing they do, is where um, each boy and each girl would pick who they'd want to couple up with. They were told, "Oh, the public has decided who they think ye look best together with." Oh, brilliant! And the they public. were paired off. Yeah. So some people are delighted, they're acting like they're married off, others are not so happy and that was a real at the end of the episode and Maya Jam was like, anyone who is not happy in their couple, I dare you to step forward. Two girls stepped forward and two unhappy lads and I go, oh I'm fine, oh this grand's like, uh, it doesn't bother me, you know. Um, That's but, an excellent impression of them. Yeah. Well, none of them are Irish, but <laughs> I'm not going to attempt an English accent. Um <laughs> Yeah, and the most recent episodes, there was a bombshell in named Zach and he was a tall basketball player. So a lot of um, heads were turned, as they say. And he ended up picking Catherine from Dublin, the Irish girl. And we'll have to see where things go. We'll have to see where things go. Okay, so from love to sex, sex in the city, (laughs) 25 years on Sky. And um, who's Marie's watching that. Okay, we'll hear the clip. We're going out. Who's on the phone? All of us. It's the future. (laughs) Why are you guys calling me so late? It's 7.30. Were you asleep? I'm pregnant. I'm always asleep. These are my last months of freedom and I'm spending them in bed. Just don't spend them alone in bed. I'm a lost cause. Go on without me. Save yourself. No, we're all going. We have to shake things up before we officially become boring. (gasps) I say we go dancing. I'm in. Let's go dancing. Okay, but not somewhere I'm going to feel worse about myself when no one's interested because I'm fat. You're not fat. You're pregnant. Yeah, that'll have men lining up at the door. Gay boyfriends are the loophole of monogamy. My gay boyfriend outed me at work. Then I outed him. Even my gay relationships are dysfunctional. Right, and there, of course, Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, Donegal's most famous sometimes resident, among other things, and Sex in the City was massive, wasn't it? I'm having a moment here because Sex in the City began yesterday, 25 years ago. So the 25th anniversary was yesterday, the 6th of June. And at the time, I thought it was a load of nonsense. 
And I'm listening to Love Island there, which I think is a load of nonsense. But I became, I came late to the party, Sex and the City. I watched it about 10 years later, mm-hmm. the whole lot, and got in on it and kind of realised I didn't get it. So maybe I just don't get Love Island as well. But um, yeah, I was a late fan of it. Uh, 25 years ago yesterday, believe it or not, it launched. Uh, Samantha, who was played by Kim Cattrall, is now 66 years of age. Can you believe that? It's very hard to believe. So there was a massive following back then. Massive. Mm. And the impact on fashion and the open... They all fell out, didn't they? They all all fell out. The open conversations about sex and all of this kind of thing. And it was very different off screen than it is on screen. But sure, we know all that. It was Mr. Big, wasn't there? Well, Mr. Big. And sure, he's now doing his own thing on various TV series. But basically, Sky launched all six series on TV yesterday. So if you go on... It'll Brilliant. all pop up on your sky That's and it. the series that they did a few That's years June ago. That's June sorted well. for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, no, sorry. no football this year. Sorry, sorry. I just had to laugh to you earlier when you said, Yeah, I happened to be flicking through that Maeve when I saw that. <laughs> you didn't, you watch. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Thanks, Emery. Uh, right, let's, uh, we'll, uh, we'll move quickly on uh, to uh, Trevor's watching Once Upon a Time in Northern Ireland on the BBC, which, among other things, kind of out of nowhere, features the new presenter of the Late Late Show, Paddy Keelty. But this ain't no joke, this series, no. and it's 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 brilliant, but it is worryingly distressing at times, isn't it? Yes, I didn't know Patrick Keelty was on it, because uh, I've only watched, the, it's a five Yeah, he does feature, he yeah. He does, yeah. Well, obviously, well, if you are aware about Patrick Keelty's backstory, you know that his father was a victim of the Troubles, and um, it is about the Troubles in the North, and uh, just first-hand accounts from people directly affected by it. That's, that is basically it. It's people sitting in a chair recounting their own stories of... People involved, people, people involved, involved in the in the killing yes. and those who suffered yes. and victims of. Yeah. And it's, it's just... And, you know, it really strikes me because all this talk now about possible border polls and what might happen in the future and reunification and everything that's going on and how little in the South we really get it yes completely we, we only watched on television something that for some people was a couple of hundred miles up the road and it was it was a different country obviously but it was yeah. completely different from our experiences growing up in the 70s and 80s yeah, yeah. What, what, what people went through and still unfortunately there's no uh, the executive is still suspended and there, there's still no government in, despite all the changes and all the peace that we've had and you and you do kind of feel that we're going to have to get to know each other a little bit better, aren't we? If if if, the, if there's going to be a serious move at some stage towards some form of United Ireland, we're going to have to try and understand that you know, a lot of people up there live very different lives. For example, a lot of them, if you said Ryan Tuberty to them, wouldn't have the first notion who he was. Yes. And yeah. everybody in the South knows who he is, whether they watch him or not. Oh, yeah. It's a simple yeah. thing, but it does show... Yeah. The, the, the difference but you recommend it absolutely yeah so would I I think it's really good Once Upon a Time in Northern Ireland that's on uh, the BBC and thank you to Anne-Marie Sex and the City 25 years on Sky and Maeve Love Island and you know I might get a chance to, to catch maybe a couple of minutes of it again tonight <laughs> uh, <laughs> but thank you very much to the three of you Your views Your news Your Limerick Today with Joe Nett on Live 95